if not now tell me when if not now welcome to just married stories of love and citizenship in the decade of marriage equality i'm jennifer bass in this episode ellen and alexis talk about how their relationship grew starting with a workplace friendship alex harrison is our narrator you know you've been living all this time, but all of a sudden you feel like you're living. That's the that's the experience that I had, you know, that weekend, and that was incredible. That's Ellen. She and Alexis met at work at an IT office at the university. Their friendship quickly took off when Alexis invited her to go camping one weekend. I think camping was our first date slash outing together. We did one quick overnight uh, at Brown County and the next day enjoyed the tourism and scenery. And and that was just how, you know, things started off for us. What she's not putting out there (laughs) and now laughing about is we were going to go camping and somebody said, it's going to be really cold. And I'm, I'm like, oh, okay. And so I told her, it's going to be really cold. She didn't even think about it. She immediately said, that's okay. I'm a good cuddler. And I was like, what? <laughs> Just I was going camping. That's all I was doing. <laughs> I probably did not leave her alone after that trip. I was always bugging her. I don't know. I, did... I could count on one hand how much time she spent at home in the next year plus. <laughs> you know, So it wasn't much. Yeah. Alexis and Ellen had very different life experiences. They come from different backgrounds and different generations. They have formed different ways to interact with the world and with the public. After having met Ellen, neither one of us was going to say a word, you know, at work. I mean, it just, it was an interesting time when we finally told everybody and faces kind of registered shock. (laughs) I did not know how... Uh, to take that uh, relationship with, you know, sharing part of my personal life. It was kind of like, you know, within the workplace, you know, you learn a little bit or tidbits about your coworkers or things like that. And I just did not feel comfortable uh, sharing that with my coworkers. And part of that had to deal with a generational gap. It was definitely a challenge to deal with how people perceive me and how I perceive them and what we put out um, to each other is really important. And I think that was just a very murky situation for me, you know, in the past. I was tired of hiding. I'm too damn old. And I was tired of hiding because it was just wrong. And I didn't want to portray that to Ellen any longer. I mean, that was the thing. It was like I was not leading by example. I was showing her a bad way to to present yourself, and I just didn't want to do that anymore. It was kind of like the light switch went off, and time to do something. So. I remember looking at her and saying, you know, someday I'm going to propose to you. And she's like, I know. She said earlier I was romantic, and this is like the dumbest <laughs> way to propose. But it was it was her birthday, And I had put together a PowerPoint, because again, we're technical people, that had 
all of the things we'd done, all the you know photos and places and things that were important to us with a very beautiful song. The last one pops up that says, will you marry me? And she's just, what? You know, <laughs> look at me. And I had pulled the ring out and she said yes. And then she's asking me what I want, you know, what I'm doing that afternoon. And I'm like, where are we going? I'm not telling you. You'll know when we get started. Okay, fine. So we get started. We go to Nashville. And it turned out to be the day they had a parade of lights where every vehicle in town puts some kind of light on it and drives through town. I mean, the wreckers, the mailman, everybody, (laughs) the whole town goes by. Well, we're walking back towards uh, a restaurant that we were looking for, and Ellen drops to her knee and proposed back. We had the same idea, you know, on the same day, and it just was like, Oh my God! <laughs> may gather and storms may collide, but I'll love you until the end of time. Come what may, oh come what may, I will love you until my dying. I could not fathom what does marriage look like in my situation? What does a wedding look like from what we would wear down to what exchanging vows and doing this in front of God? Everything that was important to us was part of our wedding. So, you know, we did not set things aside or compromise our faith just um, because you know, of how we felt naturally. I have a fear of being open sometimes. And Ellen doesn't think anything about reaching out to take my hand or put, you know, her hand around my waist. But it's that visceral fear that I still feel, and I don't know how to conquer that. It makes me wonder if there's times when I should kind of just temper down because I don't know how you're feeling. I never want you to temper down because the problem or the issue is mine. I never want you to temper down. I want you to be who you are and never feel some of the repression and fear that I felt in my life growing up. So please don't ever change. Support for Just Married comes from the Indiana University's Department of Gender Studies, the Office for Vice President for Research New Frontiers Program, and the IU Bloomington Arts and Humanities Council. This week's episode was produced by Alex Harrison and myself with recordings from IU Radio Innovations class. Just Married theme music is generously provided by Bloomington's own Carrie Newcomer. You can find more links on wfhb.org slash just-married and links to video stories on our Facebook page at Marriage Equality Heartland. If not now, if not now, tell me when. If not now, if not now, tell me when.